the landscape in golf is ever changing and more dynamic and you know we'll see what happens and whether there'll be a part of it in the future but you know I always thought leading up to this week it's when it's going to hit home that you know that the, that they're not going to be here well, it's getting very close now, isn't it, ladies and gents? The 2023 Ryder Cup at Marco Simone, only really, a, what, 24 hours away as you listen to this? Assuming you're listening on Thursday morning, as you're meant to do, because this is the Ryder Cup commute brought to you by the Bunkered Podcast and in association with Callaway Golf. Hello, Michael McEwen here, sitting in the media centre right now, about 20 metres from the driving range at Marco Simone, where it's another absolutely scorching scorching day. I am melting. The good news is that my tan is getting better all the time. It's been upgraded from white to eggshell, so we're, <laughs> we're going places fast. But enough about me and my non-existent tan lines. Bunkered Associate Editor Alex Perry. Hello, welcome. How are you doing, sir? Hello. I always find it quite strange on these things where we have to sort of say hello and do the small talk when mm. we've essentially been, well, at the time of recording, we've been sat next to each, next to each other for eight hours. Pretty much, yeah. Just chatting and yeah. going out and wandering around and seeing what's going on. And, <laughs> and it, spooning next to each other. Spooning, <laughs> yeah. Semi-consciously for the eight hours before that. <laughs> but enough said. <laughs> <How's your laughs> That's a fault for the listeners, isn't it? At least you're clothed today. I'll give you that. Yeah, they wouldn't let me come in without any clothes on, so... <laughs> Can you imagine if you just walked in with just your accreditation around your neck? Oh, my <laughs> word. It's funny you say that, right? Because I'm not going to give away who it is, but there is somebody in the media centre who's been sitting there topless. That's how hot yep. it is. He's got his media bib on yeah. and no top underneath mm-hmm. it. It's a strong look, but yeah. not one I'm going to be trying to replicate no matter how hot it gets the next couple of days. How's your day been so far? You enjoyed it? Very good. Yes, we got here nice and early because, you know, we're dads. So we wake up at God knows what hour, body clock and all that. And then, yeah, not here with the with the birds. And then, well, it's just bloody hot. I know we're going to yeah. we're going to we're going to mention this every single day, but it is ruddy, bloody hot. You might as well just get used to it right now, folks, because it is blisteringly hot. 30 degrees it's been pushing today it actually feels a bit hotter than that if i'm being completely honest yeah i think it's 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 uncomfortable now yeah i think actually if I'm, if I'm being honest yeah yeah uh, we, we went up to that first uh t platform with where, where the media can go to watch this celeb pro-am thing tee off and we'll talk about that in a bit but yeah i was by the time i got to the third group i was like and when you've got die stewart screeching in your face like all of that combined, I was like, oh, God, just need to go back to the air conditioning. <laughs> and uh, like, it is quite a serious point, though. I know they had some problems at the Solheim Cup with lots of people struggling with lack of water yeah. and lack of uh, sunscreen and things like that. But again, it, I'm, I'm talking from a huge, pri- a place of huge privilege in that we can retreat to the media centre, sit under this air conditioning. The people the out, yeah, yeah, the people out there... <laughs> They, I mean, they are the true heroes, really. They, they, they forget, really the, forget the vets. These guys are the heroes. Follow get, get them to talk to the American team. There's an idea. Mix it up a bit. That'll inspire them. No, you're right. It is exceptionally hot. And we're, we're laughing a little bit about it. But as Alex says, there's a, a serious point to it all. And that is that there's been a little bit of talk really since last night into the early part of today about concern for caddies' welfare. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind that not only is it really hot here, but the, the course is exceptionally hilly and undulating. Yeah. So they're having to cover a huge amount of terrain. 
in some instances they might have to cover 36 holes a day as well mm. in that baking yeah. heat on that on all those undulations so there has been a suggestion that you know are, are these guys going to be up to it I think without being completely disrespectful to them, they don't follow the same gym regime as the players that they look for. They maybe don't have the same interest in nutrition and such like. And again, I don't want to name names because that would be unfair, but a couple of them reportedly were seen visibly struggling in the heat yesterday, being Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So there's a suggestion now that we might see some of them using stand bags as opposed to the, the big, heavy staff bags that they yep. ordinarily lug around. And the Daily Mail have been reporting on this, and they're quoting Luke Donald as saying, so you've been captain, obviously, we have enough people there to fill in if somebody can't do 36 holes. That's all been thought about. The players have the option to do carry bags if they want. That was also an option two years ago in Whistling Straits. A lot of the carries don't like to use stand bags, though. They think it uh, carries a bit strange, and it's something they're not used to. Will have a lot of buggies with space to store all their stuff to try and lighten the bags as much as possible. So yeah, it's it's easy for us to be churlish about it and to to laugh at our own struggles, but there is a serious point here that's going to have to be monitored. Yeah, I, first of all, none of them are going to have to walk thirty six holes because when was the last time that happened in a Ryder Cup? Like all these matches finished by fourteen or fifteen. But no, it, it is a serious point. The, the stand bags is. Is, a, is an incredibly good idea. It sort of seems to make sense. Oh, just, just stick them out with pencil bags. Who cares? What? These guys are the best players in the world. We keep getting told this is the 24 of the best players in the world. These guys can go out with pencil bags and half sets. It's absolutely fine. They don't need anything more. Than Rory can go out there with driver, fairway wood, couple of irons, couple of wedges and a putter. And he's absolutely fine. He's I love just, how you're trying to reduce own the Ryder Cup to a four club challenge. Harry, That's what's next. Harry can come and sit in here with us and watch it. Just <laughs> carry your own clubs, Rory. God's sake. You're a finely tuned athlete. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But again, un unquestionably, that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. And I'm sure that the, the powers that be will do so. There's no respite out there. There's no. such little There's shade, no shade, which is a, a big concern. But And it's not going to get any cooler either. Well, McElroy has said... due to stay at yeah, know, exactly, high exactly. 20s. It's going to be really, really hot all week. And McElroy practised on Tuesday without a hat on. And this is a funny thing because everyone makes such a big thing about you don't have to wear hats at the Ryder Cup. And I'm sitting here thinking, it's blazing sunshine. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's no shade. Why would you not have a Now's hat on? The time. Like, this is when you wear a hat, guys. Yeah. And you see all these pictures of like, Jordan Spieth struggling with his eyes and stuff like that. But McElroy has been the first one to come out and say, no, I'm going to wear a hat. Like, yeah. It's, it's and, ludicrous not to. And rightly so. And again, whilst we're having a laugh with it, obviously, when you're out there yourself, if you're at the Ryder Cup and you're listening to this, please be sensible, please take precautions, drink lots of water and make sure you slap on the sun cream. It's amazing the people who refuse to put on sun cream. I mean, yeah. what, do you think you're harder than the sun? So, yeah. you know, don't, <laughs> don't play that game. So please do be sensible and safe if you're here. Let's talk a little bit about the pressers that have been taking place today, Alex. A bit like yesterday, lots of them back to back to back to back. And... The Europeans were in this morning. Couple of couple of lines that really came from that. One stands out. It seemed to be the recurring theme is the subject of ties, the mm. prospect of the Ryder Cup, like the Solheim last weekend, finishing fourteen all. And lots of players asked their thoughts about how would you feel if the Ryder Cup was fourteen all come Sunday night. Fair to say, opinions divided, isn't it? 
opinions are divided and I, I wouldn't say just with the players but with the fans and everyone that's involved in the Ryder Cup as well like everyone I have asked about it because it has been a big talking point in the last few days due to the Solheim Cup finishing level Tyrrell Hatton has come out and said he'd rather win it he'd rather like have a playoff to what was that what was his actual suggestion did he say anything further than just a playoff I can't remember sorry I have to be annoying about that but he, he wants a playoff Justin Rose I, I'm at I sort of am with it. I, I quite like the idea of coming up with some fun suggestions for what yeah. they might do instead of having a playoff. But Justin Rose said, do you know what? History is really important. It's nice to get it back. And if you if you want to win the trophy, you have to win it. So yeah, if, exactly. you, if, you, if you didn't win the previous Ryder Cup or Solheim Cup and you get 14 points you don't have the trophy for the, for the next two years. Like, and, the, and that is how it should be. Like, I'm 100% on that side. But I entirely sympathise with the other argument I, I get, especially among the American audience who... The American sport fans and, and athletes, just they're not really into ties or draws, well, are they? Like it's, them, it? it's not really yeah. a thing to them. And, you know, this, and the funniest thing was that Justin Rose was asked by... An American journalist, Sean, who has uh, been on the pod before. Yeah, Sean's out. And <laughs> he started using like a cricket analogy. And I'm like, and Sean is a very intelligent man and follows a lot of sports around the world. He's a big soccer fan, which is, you know, relatively rare for an American. Not sure, Everton, not sure what his team, exactly he's yeah. intelligent, but yeah. supports Everton. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, I'm not sure. If he's into cricket, I haven't I haven't seen him yet to ask him, but that that did make me smile. He's like, Justin Rose is talking about the ha, the ashes to an American journalist. That did make me laugh. But no, I I am fully on board with you have to win the thing mm. back. So yep. So you keep it the, as it is. Keep it as it is. Right. Okay. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Keep it as it is. So Terrell Hatton, just to circle back to your point there, he suggested that you know we could maybe. Obviously, because we're starting earlier on, on Sunday for the singles, we finished, there's still daylight. He's saying, uh, I, starting a bit earlier on Sunday would allow for, I don't know, a nine-hole better ball, two-players best ball sort of playoff format. And then what uh, if that finishes as a tie? It's a good question. He says, though, he thinks it'd be a lot more exciting than, oh, well, that's a tie. Such and such retain the cup. He doesn't think that's the best thing. One and thing Max Homa actually said something similar when he was in, and he made a really good point. He's like, well... The team that won the trophy two years ago is probably a completely different team or largely different. Yeah. So different fair. lineups. Yeah, you're, you're playing under the same point. banner, but you're not the same team. I think another thing I would add is Tyrrell Hatton. If Tyrrell Hatton has had a stinker for three days, he's on zero points, and then it's 14-14, and, and Luke Donald tells him he has to go out and play a few more holes, he's going to be absolutely raging. There's no way he's going to want to go. All he's going to want to do is get home and forget about the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Because I, well, I know that's how I would be for starters. Well, 100%. So, no, I'm not having that, Tyrrell. Sorry, mate. <laughs> he also said some great stuff about swearing and who would outswear. <laughs> if he could outswear John Ram, please go and look at the clip online. It is hilarious and reinforces what I've been saying for ages. Tyrrell Hatton is brilliant value. Great brilliant. for the game. So understatedly funny. Love the guy. The other big pressers today, Rory McIlroy's, and typical of Rory to give us plenty to chew on, plenty to think about, which was good because it felt like all the pressers yesterday were a little bit meh, if I'm being yeah. honest. Mm -hmm. Rory, Rory brought the goods today, didn't he? He doesn't disappoint, does he? He's He always knows how to hit that headline quote. I was in Rory's presser 
And he was asked about the live guys not being here. This is the first time since 1995 that none of Sergio or Lee Westwood or Ian Poulter have been involved, which is a long time. I was 11 and A long time. I was still in primary school yeah, that last time that happened. I was a, a similar age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was one of those ones where he got asked about it. He replied and he said, I think they are going to miss being here more than we are missing them. And the whole room, well, that was exactly the response. There was an audible intake of breath Gasp. among the whole room. And I think it was largely relief because, as you said, the, the quotes coming out of the press conferences the last couple of days have been a bit snooze-worthy. Yeah. But with we're trying, Rory, we're trying to build you, something yeah, here, guys. You know, that, first of all, if you're, if you're online, you know there's clicks in it. If, you, yeah. if you're print, you know you've got a nice piece out of it. But... Yeah, they've all. It's it's the elder statesman of the team, if you will. So Justin Rose has spoken about it. John Rahm has spoken about it. Tommy Fleetwood. You know, these are the guys we're looking to now to take over that mantle from the Sergios and the Porters and the Westwoods. And they've all spoken about it. Justin Rose was hilarious. He was like, "In life and business, there are transition phases where you need to look at new leaders." And and it's like it went on like that. You can read it all in my piece on on the website, but that's so on brand for Morgan it's Stanley. Very, isn't it? very on brand. Like the guy, and he had that big cheesy grin across his face. I just love Justin. Absolutely Mills. love him. But uh, yeah, and then and then John Rahm said, "Look, I, I," he, he was almost saying, "Well, they are kind of still involved because I phoned Sergio literally yesterday yeah. to ask him for some advice and some about some bits and bobs." He said he also spoke to Porter last week. So, I mean. Gone but not it's, forgotten. I yeah, think. it's it's frustrating, and you know, this was one of the first, if not the first thing that you noticed when we drove in on the bus. And there's where the buses are dropping everyone off, including the media. There are huge pictures of Ryder Cups from years gone by, plastered all down this mm. uh, temporary wall, which is there for this bus station. And the first thing you said to me was. There's no lift players in mm. these pictures. Now, the big dotted all around the course and in here in the media centre, they're playing historical videos and we're seeing all those played on a loop, basically, yeah. of the last maybe 15, 20 Ryder Cups. Uh, they're not being airbrushed out of those, so no, to speak. No. Like, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of clips of Paul to, in his postman outfit in France mm. and Paul Casey giving it the big one. So they're not airbrushing them from those videos, but it is strange that these pictures it they're massively it feels conspicuous by their it absence. feels deliberate yeah, yeah i'd agree with that i mean how can you create a, a history wall a memories wall and not incorporate ian poulter's eye bulging at medina or the chest thumping you know or anything that sergio has done he's the record point scorer in the contest for crying out loud these guys are completely invisible i did put it in my piece so collectively 67 points across the last 12 rider cups between those three alone 67 points yeah, you don't just pretend that didn't exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's, a, been, it's, it's been tactical it's about it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right, more to come from Alex and I on today's episode of the Ryder Cup Commute right after this. All golfers can agree hitting it far feels great. But does it feel great? A first in forging has created irons that have never felt better. Paradigm was precisely constructed with the first ever AI-designed forged 455 face cup and an all-new speed frame to enhance speed and feel, earning 15 out of 15 stars from the Golf Digest hot list. This is the new Paradigm in performance from Callaway. 
And just like magic, we're back. Hello. Part two of today's Ryder Cup commute brought to you by the Bunker Podcast in association with Callaway. Michael and Bryce coming to you live from Excuse Rome. Excuse me? Michael and Bryce? Ah, that is, honestly, that is such I'm not even going to make you start. I'm not even going to make no, you start again. In. That stays in. Jesus, I'm missing him. I'm missing the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> not that much. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Sorry. Alex Perry, to give you your full title, Bunkered Associate Editor. How could I do that to you? Do not forget, next week, oh my God, it's only a week away now, the first ever Bunkered Podcast Live, presented by Eden Mill, taking place at Drygate in Glasgow. It's a week away, Alex. Oh my God. Some tickets are still left, but not many. We're getting word from the office that they are moving very, very quickly. So if you want to be there and hear and see things like me calling Alex Bryce, for example, <laughs> then jump on to bunker.co.uk forward slash podcast live and get involved. And whilst you're on the website, have a look at all the great content that we've been making from, from this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. And some of the not so great content we've been making from this week. There's, there's, there's tons there's, there. There's something for everyone. Something for everybody. Alex, not Bryce, Alex, Wyndham Clark. He's had quite the start to life as a Ryder Cupper, hasn't he? Last week, calling out Rory McIlroy effectively in a nice way, not quite as reported, but he, but he said, you know, I want to prove that I'm better than him and yeah. so on and so forth. Big comments for a, a rookie to say. And you think to yourself, okay, well, he's, he's made that quote-unquote mistake. He'll learn his lesson and he won't be so daft when he gets in front of the media this week on site. So he had his little press conference earlier today and as we said yesterday's with Americans, all very bland, very vanilla. Did Wyndham not get the memo? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny isn't it because we read those quotes from him today and we we sort of went what's he doing? Like just shut up. if If I'm an American fan I'm absolutely fuming with him. Like, why are you saying these things? Like, just keep it. But then, as a journalist, as a reporter, as someone who's got to create content on this, whether it's this podcast or written content, you've written a piece on it for, for online, it's absolute gold dust. It's it is just, gold. And actually, I quite, I quite like it in a weird way. I quite like that he's just going, like, absolutely <laughs> no fucks given. He's just showing up and going, do you know what? This this is my first Ryder Cup. It might be my only Ryder Cup. I'm going to have some fun. And if I get, oh, asked, fun. If I get asked questions, I'm going to answer them honestly. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to come out with any bland nonsense. I'm just going to go out there and say what I want to say. And, yep, I'm all for it, actually. I quite like it. As a journalist and as a fan, I love it. So, in case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, Wyndham Clark today was asked about the fact that the Europeans have had an opportunity to play their way into form over the last month or so with a a string of big events from the Irish Open to Wentworth to the French Open. And obviously the Americans haven't had that quite so much. The FedEx Cup finished their season a month ago. There's been a couple of events they could have played in. Fortinet, I know Justin Thomas played in and played well, but he kind of had to try and find a game. But... For the most part, the Europeans have been playing golf and the Americans haven't. And yeah, Wyndham Clark was asked about that and he said, I think it's great the Europeans got to play, but I also think they might be a little bit mentally fatigued as this week goes on. 
It's quite a bold statement for a rookie who has no idea how you'll feel when the Ryder Cup as the week goes on. Anyway, he adds, this is obviously a very intense environment and mentally challenging. And then also you put in a pretty physically demanding golf course being so hilly and up and down that maybe come Sunday, they might be leaking oil and we'll be fresh. I oh mean, my God. leaking oil. Like it's, that's such, like it's kind of analogy my dad would use. Like why is he, he's supposed to be this young, cool golfer. Like why is he saying leaking oil? You might as well be saying spitting tobacco. Like what is Do you think that, I mean, we're speculating, but when he's heading back to the, the team room, do you think he walks in there and Zach Johnson and the rest of them look at him and go, Wyndham, what the hell? Well, I think Zach Johnson's got bigger concerns with keeping Freddie Couples quiet. To <laughs> with you. The guy can't shut up. He keeps... I mean, we're talking about leaking oil. That, that man just... just shut... like he, he is the one that goes back. I reckon he goes back and ZJ goes, oh, you didn't say anything stupid, did you? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And then he just turns on the news. He's like, oh, Freddie. I, I said that. Freddie <laughs> <laughs> shaking his fist. Oh my! But no, you don't. So you don't think though that Wyndham Clark's going to get a bollocking? I don't think so. I, I'd be really surprised if if Zach Johnson was really cutting down on that sort of thing. I think he probably wants his players to come here and be themselves, and whether that's expressing themselves in their own way on the course or off the course, like he wants. Wyndham Clark to be Wyndham Clark and yeah. I think if you take if you start monitoring what players are saying and start editing players with what they're saying it's sort of quite a dangerous precedent to set isn't it and it's, mm. it's, it's well, I mean we, we keep talking about harmonious team rooms like that's about as far removed from harmonious as you can get so I'm sure look if if, if Zach Johnson has a problem with what he's saying he would have a quiet word in his ear yeah. and say dude like and come on I but. think the big theme from this week has been that all players are being encouraged to just be themselves. Yeah, it sounds exactly. ultra cheesy and yeah. it kind of is ultra cheesy, but that's that's the message is be your normal self, go about your normal routine. Yes, you've got a few other things you need to attend to, but as much as possible as it relates to golf, just do the things you usually do. If I'm Zach Johnson and Wyndham Clark is coming back into the locker room tonight, I'm saying to him, well, you better go out and fucking win a point now. Like, you <laughs> yeah. better. I mean, Zach, Zach, we, we've already come to the conclusion that Zach Johnson doesn't swear. Go out but, and win a darn point. <laughs> yeah, come back and Dang win it. a gosh darn point. But yeah, that, that's, look, I, I'm actually, Wyndham Clark is the one player or one of a handful of players. I'm actually quite excited to see how he yeah. gets on this week. I think whether that's because outside of his win, a major championship win, I, he's relatively unknown quantity mm. on this side of the Atlantic. And I don't know, you know, I don't know a massive amount about him other than watching him on the PJ Tour week in, week yeah. out. But when, you know, when you've got 30, 40 other players in the world to be monitoring, it's hard to keep tabs on one. So I'm seeing yeah. Keegan Bradley 2012 kind of vibes from him, yeah. potentially, you know, getting yeah. at the big end and holding big putts and, yeah. yeah, making a real statement. So let's look ahead to Thursday then, Alex. Actually, I should really mention a couple. I, I don't like doing this because, you know, Journalist Union and all that sort of stuff, but some of the questions in the pressers today gave me a right good chuckle. Two favourites. Ricky Fowler being asked about pole vaulting and asked <laughs> if he's ever considered pole vaulting in his back garden. He, the the answer is no. And then Brian oh, because Harman, his wife is a former yeah, pole vaulter. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then Brian Harmon being asked if he's got a favourite tree. The answer is yes, and it's a swamp chestnut. Whatever that is, look it up. So what was, the, what was the reason for that question? It's, it's Brian Harmon. It's, you know, guy lives in the sticks and all that kind of thing. 
good old hunting, shooting, fishing type. So I, I don't know quite how we got there. I grew up on Dartmoor. Did. No one has ever asked me what my favourite tour was. Like, <laughs> that's just not a thing. You've not lived. No, let's let's look ahead to Thursday. Hey tour, by the way. And the opening ceremony is the big thing. So we're going to find out within hours of you listening to this who the opening pairings are going to be for the foursomes on Friday morning. But then before that, we've got the whole drawn-out procedure of the opening ceremony, oh which boy. should be an absolutely tremendous affair. And I gather you're going to go down there and report and give a first-person perspective of it all, aren't you? I think it would be really rude for me not to go down there and give my kind of sideways look at <laughs> these things. It's, I, I think, in fact, I've already written my headline. I went to the Ryder Cup opening ceremony, so you didn't have to. <laughs> That's the one. It's strange, isn't it? Gone are the days when the European Ryder Cup team and the American Ryder Cup team like genuinely hated each other. Yeah. Like we're, we're so far past that. And you have this big kind of grandiose stage out there. I mean, it's. Uh, I'll take a photo of it and I'll put it on socials, but it's absolutely ludicrous that this ginormous stage is essentially built for one hour of... Yes, that well, is it. I didn't even want to say entertainment. That's why I stuttered there. But <laughs> it's it's it, it's utterly ludicrous. But, but quite, you know, coming with what's going on here yeah. everything it feels like actually i was going to say it feels like an american rider cup here like everything is a bit bigger than it has been in previous years on this side of the atlantic but no i've i'm we talked about opening ceremonies in the preview pod they're not really for me that i i'm not the target audience for, no, it, for you're starters not. and neither are you like they're, By they're no for, means. but they're for the people that have showed up and they go we've paid our money so you better entertain us like you need to do that that's why there's currently a celeb pro-am going out on the course because if we didn't have Novak Djokovic and Gareth Bale and Andrei Shevchenko smacking it around Marco Simone today oh, the day would have been over be, three hours ago yeah there would be yeah. nothing for people to do out there they'd just be walking around desperately trying to find shade and looking at some grass so <laughs> now I, I, I sort of understand why all these things get put on but I mean, I remember going to the opening ceremony at 2018 in Paris and just sitting there and being like, what am I watching? Yeah. Like, who, like, I, I was genuinely- It was like David Genoa, wasn't it? it well, or David. The beautiful David Genoa, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a tough hour. And it genuinely goes on for about an hour. Like they say, oh, it's four till five. But no, it's not. if you get out of there before six, you've done well, fair play. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then obviously the whole, there's an hour or so that's shown to, well, not shown on TV that you get to watch, which is- painful yeah and we've talked about it on the pod before and you've written an excellent piece about it this week about the the wags and i don't i don't even like that phrase but yeah the, i don't like the, it either. the wives and the girlfriends of the players and getting paraded around like pieces of eye candy like it's, it's all a bit f1 grid girls it doesn't really in 2023 doesn't really sit right with me yeah no, so, that's not for me no it's, it's look i'll go along to it i'll try and be funny about it so yeah, come along back, for the ride. Check back in later <laughs> and see what I write. Melissa Sata, an Italian TV presenter, is doing the hosting for it. Tom Grennan, singer-songwriter, is going to be performing at it. Yeah, look, let's just see what happens. Couldn't name I'm, one of his songs. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested to see what the teams are wearing. And I know that's a terribly twee thing to say, but yeah. if you remember two years ago in Wisconsin, the Americans showed up wearing these brown blazers with the, the navy trousers so i'm hugely excited to see what nods to italian clothing they're wearing this time around is it armani versace gucci or is it just good old straight up ralph Lauren, <laughs> like everything else is yeah it's, it's always uh 
I don't know. It's one of those things. That we sort of turn into like a, like OK magazine for a mm-hmm. couple of minutes, don't we? Where we're all like, "What are they going to be wearing?" This is fun. Like we're all like on tech, and then they come out and we go, "Oh, that's awful!" Like why? And then that's sort of the end of it, and we're sort of all over it. But so three predictions. One, they'll be wearing shades. Both teams, both teams will be wearing Absolutely. matching shades. Yep. Second prediction that Luke Donald will nail his speech but Zach Johnson will try to be funny and it won't be as good. Mm-hmm. And third prediction, Zach Johnson will also forget to name one of his vice captains and have to double back like, oh, oh my God, how could I forget Fred Couples? That's a very good prediction. He, well, it won't be Fred Couples that he forgets. He'll be on. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fred will be standing alongside him. And also, I'd like <laughs> Should to just, I not be here? I'd like to just pay tribute to Freddie Couples who I murdered last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, not bad predictions. I might throw in... Crying, I think. Zay, I think Zach Johnson will cry. Yeah, or, or certainly try and do that thing where he pauses and like, tries to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, a little <laughs> sniff of his nose and tries to make himself cry. But that's definitely going to happen. I, I'm genuinely like, it's one of those things where I kind of like we we take the piss out of it. We love to hit it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where I'll I'll be like, oh, this is stupid, and I'll go along, and I'll be 45 minutes into it, and I'll suddenly realise I do actually know four or five Tom Grennan songs, and I'll be bouncing around, <laughs> really enjoying it. Well, we'll look forward to that. Before then, we have the small matter of going to Lazio Torino tonight. Yes, with my in with the ultras. Tickets. Yeah, looking forward to it. We're not, are we? We are the ultras. We are the ultras. <laughs> the Bunkered Podcast Massive <laughs> with our balaclavas. So no, hopefully we survive that. Assuming that we do, then you'll hear more from us tomorrow, by which time the action will be about to get underway. So we'll be giving you a bit of a, a flavour of how things are shaping up on the opening morning. If you don't hear from us because we've been attacked and beaten to death by ultras, this is coming to you from beyond the grave. So that's that's something to think about. Pretty dark. Very dark. What a note to finish on. Pretty dark way to finish, dude. Yeah. Alex slash Bryce, thank you for your time. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have you. I I thought about doing a, trying a Bryce impression, but I I, I need to work on it. I can't just, my, my first attempt at a Bryce impression can't just be live on the podcast like go that deep be. go dark go miserable nailed it that's all you need to do I'm not Easy. very good at a Scottish accent I don't think we need to hear it save that for the podcast live okay all right. absolutely oh, God. if Thanks. that doesn't shift tickets nothing will <laughs> nothing will thank you Alex for your time thank you to you for listening to Callaway for the continued support the 2023 Ryder Cup is just around the corner we can't wait until next time bye bye for now